ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Diabetics Doing Things. Did want to give a shout out to all of our new listeners. I've been looking at the metrics and there are a lot of you. So welcome to the show. Uh, we are going to be more consistent with episodes going forward, just reformatting a few things on the pod. Today's episode is a great one and I'm super excited, super light and fun and a little bit different. I am interviewing Sarah Johnson, the Diabetic Cactus. She has a YouTube channel and Instagram channel. She's a friend. We met in 2018 at an event in Chicago and have just been buds ever since. And she and I, today on the pod for the first time, will play Mario Kart during the interview. We do eight races. It's a lot of fun. I won't spoil anything else for you. But thanks to Sarah for coming on the show and for being a great friend and advocate for people with diabetes and for making diabetes super fun and enjoyable. Just one of my favorite people. Please enjoy this interview with Sarah Johnson. Amazing stories from all over the world. All right, we're live. Welcome back to another episode of Diabetics Doing Things. We are telling the amazing stories of people with diabetes from all across the world. My friend and co-diabetes conspirator, the diabetic cactus herself, Sarah Johnson, is in the house for this very special episode. And I got to give credit to the GOAT, the OG Carrie Sparling for being the first person to mention Mario Kart on the Diabetics Doing Things podcast. But this is the first ever Mario Kart simultaneous recording of Diabetics Doing Things. So I'm very excited to have you here today. My friend, your leader of the free diabetes world, the diabetic actress, Sarah Johnson. Welcome to the show. What an opener. Thank you. I'm, I'm honored to I'm be not here. I'm not a hype man. So yeah, I'm, I'm so glad that we're making this I happen. love it. I feel hyped. And you know, like when you said around the world, in, in Mario Kart right now, we are standing on the globe. So I really felt that. Yeah, I, I did too. I was like, okay, you are in Western PA. You are, yeah, or Eastern PA, which- East, I, was, yeah. I wasn't going to correct you, but yeah, Eastern, Eastern PA. PA. Eastern yep. PA. But right now I'm standing- on looks what looks like mainland China on the Mario Kart mm -hmm. uh, room globe. So what we're going to do today, I have an interview, but we're also going to play eight races of Mario Kart on this interview. Uh, and we will share quips and reactions and real life authentic Mario Kart content throughout this interview. So I'm really excited. I feel like I should apologize ahead of time for any words that come out of my mouth because We're both competitive people, there's got to be a disclaimer. Well, and this is, I, I'm a different person playing Mario Kart than I am online. This is a different being in front of you right now. Which, which do you think is more your true self? Is it the Mario Kart person <sighs> or is it the diabetic cactus? Honestly, can I bring astrology into this? Because yeah. I'm a Gemini. So okay. I really do feel that this is my other Gemini twin is the one playing Mario Kart because it's also the one that has road rage and like, things like that in life. It's the one that has like anger problems, but like my normal self, I don't have anger problems. Right. But in the cart world, your Gemini-ness comes all the way out. So yes, this is give you more context. So my wife now, Erica, uh, has claimed Sarah as like our adopted daughter. So you're a member of Happy our- Happy to be here. Because you're a Gemini, you have diabetes. Mm -hmm. We talk about dogs and Mario Kart, obviously. Mm -hmm. Lots of shared interests. 
mm-hmm. and, you know, love of the office. And we're going to talk about a lot of yes. this. But yep. as we're getting this room set up for Mario Kart and we're like, let's first talk about your Mario Kart character. Is there any sort of sentiment, sentimentality? Is that sentimentality? Is that, that's it? Yeah, for I sure. With your character? I don't know. Um, so no, really, maybe I should preface it like this. I've gone on a Mario Kart unlocking spree. So I'm trying to play as much Mario Kart as I can either by myself or with people to therefore get enough points to unlock cool things like cars and characters and stuff like that. So I'm honestly kind of freeballing it in the character world. Um, if You're I could free. pick at what? You're a free agent. You're like open to all yeah. possibilities. I have no hangups and I have no, uh, what's the word? Preferences. I think okay, that's well, what I want to say. Let me just double check to make sure that our actual recording is recording here. <laughs> oh, God. Good to check now rather yeah, than to okay. later. Your, um, well, yep, that's right. Your, <laughs> sorry, your audio <laughs> is not recording for the first part of this. Oh, so no. I, I can pull it from the Zoom, but now I'm going to. Okay. Uh, now I'm going to start it again. <clears throat> now check. I'm tying check my, my hair up higher for, for Mario Kart. Perfect. Okay. You're now recording into GarageBand. So we've got recording going yeah. everywhere. I'm glad I checked. Um, okay. So character-wise, for those who don't know, and most people don't listening to the pod, my senior year of college, one of my roommates got a Wii and... We had previously played my Nintendo 64 many, many hours of Super Smash Brothers, but one of my roommates got a Wii, and so we got Mario Kart Wii, and I think estimates show my senior year of college, we played about 60 hours of Mario Kart Wii per week to where some of my roommates, I was by no means the best, probably like fourth best of a five-person house, but... <laughs> Uh, and even then, like maybe I was fifth best. It was kind of a tough toss up sometimes, but, um, my two of my roommates would like wake up early and like go down and train by themselves to try to get in <laughs> on somebody later on. So I'm on your roommates levels. No, I think if I. I can just interject, the most important word in there is best. So no matter what number you are, fifth best, sixth best, you're the best. Right. And like we can just shed some light on you at exactly like I don't I don't take that as a loss it doesn't diminish my confidence I can still step in like you the, are the best right as long as you know that and like you're doing your best and we'll probably talk a little bit about that as well so uh anyway my character is King Boo and I ride a motorcycle it's a sport and I if I can I'm add in it. I have some I don't know if the word is sentiments but I've been playing Luigi's Mansion all day where you're trying to get King Boo. So I have some feelings towards your character and they're not good. Which is totally understandable. I also now have Luigi's Mansion thanks to your influence. So you're now a gamer influencer. And, you know, I I did not know that King Boo was actually a character in any of these games. I thought he was just this like great idea for a Mario Kart person. But now, you know, maybe I'll learn more about this person who I embody so much. And and, You can learn a lot from King Boo. Like you do have to turn your back on him in some of the games to draw him towards you. But then you, bam, got to like sneak up on him. It's always like a, you know, very intellectual type approach. 
there's a life lesson in all Mario games, I think. Truly. And I think as we dig more into life lessons, uh, let's get this race started so that we can yes. be okay. by the game and talk about diabetes because that is what, you know, I wish I was a Mario Kart influencer, but this podcast is for people with diabetes. So we're going to be talking I about- I think that. we're about to become that. It's in our yeah, future. That's true. Let's speak it into existence. But All right. So I'm going to hit start race. I put eight races on, normal calm, no frantic items, regular items, I think. Yep. I'm going to hit yes. Let's do it. Okay, here's my spiel. Okay, so, which I think is so your, funny. while your character is giving the spiel, <laughs> like, is very demonstrative with their hand motions, uh, let's talk about you, the diabetic cactus. You are the diabetic cactus on Instagram and YouTube. Where did that name come from and what made you start doing it? Okay, I feel like I have the least exciting answer to this, which I'm not prefacing this really greatly, but the diabetic cactus works out freakishly well with diabetes. So you would think that I called it that because of diabetes. But truth be told, I am obsessed with the desert and cactuses. So it's a very original name because it comes from my love of the desert. But I didn't realize until after I kind of got going that like, oh, this actually ties in really, really well. Because like when you stick yourself with a bunch of needles, there's like that cactus yeah. element there. Okay, we Or also- it's like, don't be a prick. We are underway. Oh yeah, don't be a prick. I love like those shirts and that sentiment. We are yes. at Excite Bike Arena is race one right now. So we are currently racing. So that's I'm a- really sorry I'm hitting you with it. Oh, I was going, I was gonna hit you with a red shell and it someone else blocked blocked you. Well, I also try to direct it into the mud because that's you know, when, ah. you, got, when you got it out the mud, you know, you gotta make sure mm-hmm. you know you're, you're staying locked in. Oh, right? I got hit. Um so that's another reason why your cactus content is another reason why uh, Erica and you vibe so well is because she also yes. loves to post cactus content. I think that when we met I, in 2018 um, at a Zeris Keyholder collaboration event, which was the first time I think we met. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, that's not true. Met, oh, yeah, that is not true. Met in Hershey at the Elegance at Hershey event that I was speaking at. Elegance. Elegance. I love um, that. Shout out Joni Rich, who is a, a lovely woman who does so much for JDRF in uh, Pennsylvania. And she invited me out there and like they have this big car show and we did like a little JDRF like PA chapters, did a little meetup early in the morning. And you it was early. Drove, you drove from, let's not like call out where you live, but you drove from the place that you live. Uh, yes, not terribly far. It but was, there was like was, a group was, of you guys that drove, some people drove like a long way. Yeah. Some people drove from Pittsburgh, which is like four hours away. That's incredible. They were like Rob Howe hype fans. And like, I think at that point still pretty early in the game of speaking things for me. So I did not know that people went that hard for diabetes and Pennsylvania, they do. Mm. Yeah. We are a robust state in terms of diabetes. I think that's how I want to phrase that. Okay. I like, cause like, you know, okay. as well, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. That stuff. Um, yeah. So what made you start sharing your life with diabetes on Instagram? Um, again, another kind of like cliche answer. And I wish I had something more dramatic to say, but actually maybe I do have something dramatic to say. Okay. This is going to hype people up for my answer. Um, 
pretty much like I was in burnout for a really, really long time, like probably more than five years. Oh man, I just lost. Um, very close though. Um, so I was in burnout for like five years and just like one day, I, I don't even know how I like stumbled upon the diabetes hashtag on Instagram, but like I had just gotten a new pump because I was like, oh, whatever, I'll like deal with this whatever like I'll just start dealing with it that was my attitude towards it which is pretty bad but I was on the path to a good a good outlook on diabetes but anyway uh so I thought one night I was like I'll look up diabetes on Instagram and like see I don't know again I don't know how this happened but I typed in the hashtag I found some people and I was like oh my god this is really cool like why am I not doing this so then literally I think that night or the next day I was like okay, I'm going to make an Instagram. Oh, we just both burned out. Wow. We both. Um, and also, yeah. uh, I got first and you got second on that first race. Yes. We are, uh, but I I'm coming for first in this race. Let it be known. Let it be known. It is known. Yes. Um, but anyway, so like the next day or I think, or that night I woke up and I was like, I think I could do this. So I was like, I'm just going to post, um, all my diabetes mishaps and what is happening. And uh, maybe I should say in life, I deal with things with humor. Uh, not sure that's my best attribute, but that's how I deal with problems. So I was like, if I can turn diabetes into kind of like a funny thing, um, I know I would benefit from that and maybe other people would. And I will never forget, like when I hit a thousand subscribers or followers, I was like, I can die happy now. Like I've made it in life. And then like 5,000 and then 10,000. I was like, holy crap. And then like, yeah, eventually I was like, maybe I should start a YouTube channel. I was really inspired by like Michelle Lord. Um, although I don't think that's her last name anymore because she got married, but I was very inspired by her and what she was doing on YouTube. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to kind of same thing with Instagram. I'm just going to go for it and try it and see what happens. And it's, it's, gone okay so far um yeah you're here we're, we're here we're friends yep playing mario kart in the middle we are here yep <laughs> does it get better i don't i think we've you know you might unless a thousand followers but now i think this is where you really peak the only thing that would make this better is if our blood sugars were like literally perfect right now i don't even know what mine is i'll be honest too not, busy concentrating on mario kart yeah uh, <laughs> We can do a blood sugar check after this race, but like there's too much yes. to look down at my pump. Yes. Um, you can't even blink during a Mario Kart race. It's too, you just, a lot could happen in one blink. I just looked at my questions just to make sure we keep the <laughs> moving. And I was like, and I almost ran off the court. So like yep. high stakes stuff right now. Do you, wait, do you have um the thing that you can't like fly off the race turned on? Uh, I don't know how to do that. So I think I always- oh. I, yeah. I can help you do that after this race because maybe that will help you concentrate more. No, I'm good. I want. I want. Okay. I, I want to be like. I want the stakes to be as high as possible here. Okay. This is huge for for okay. all. Right now. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so you've had diabetes for 19 years. Um, mm -hmm. To your Instagram bio, um, but your mom also lives with type one. Yes. So talk a little bit about what that was like when you were diagnosed because I, I that make that would make you what six years old when you were diagnosed yep i was just a, a little squirt um yeah so i actually and i'm glad about this i don't remember being diagnosed i don't remember like the wow i got fifth place that's horrible i said i was gonna win and i did not um 
So I was diagnosed when I was six and uh, I should probably say my mom is also a doctor. So we had like some hookups at the hospital uh, and she's also diabetic. I pretty much had the best diagnosis anyone could have where like one parent's a doctor and that same parent also has the thing that you're being diagnosed with. So like all the hookups were made. I don't even think we stayed in the hospital for like, maybe we did for a night. but not a week. And they were like, yeah, you can, I think they told my mom, like, you can show her everything that she needs to know, like, you'll be fine. And so they were like, okay. Um, so I don't, I don't remember not having diabetes, which I'm extremely thankful for. Um, I know it could be very difficult if you, uh, if you remember life without diabetes. Can I just say, this is my favorite course, Rainbow Road, we are- an old classic. This is, um, is so, this is like the classic one. Mm-hmm. The old N64. This is one I think I might actually have a shot of winning, but I don't want to get too cocky. Don't read um, too much into it. Just know that you're a winner regardless, right? Thank you, Rob. I'm just, that was worth this whole podcast right. to know that I'm a winner. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, so I don't super remember growing up being like, uh, like having diabetes or anything. Um, I honestly, uh, don't know if I should say this, but I learned to use diabetes to my advantage early on in life. So like, I would be like, low in like second grade, I'd be like, yeah, I have to like go to the nurse's office. Like, but I wouldn't be low at all. Or I would be like, um, one of my, one of the people who babysat me when I was really little, who my mom knew her dad through work, she, would I would lie to her and I would be like I'm low like I need a snack she'd be like I literally can tell that you're not low right now like you are full-blown lying and I'd be like no I'm like I need food and she'd be like well, let's check your blood sugar and of course I wouldn't be low but um I don't know if I learned that from my mom or what but having someone uh have diabetes definitely has come in handy as I'm older now with diabetes so like last night is a great example I just was facetiming my mom as we do and I was like this super annoying thing happened with my Dexcom today like it did this thing she's like oh yeah the other day like my Dexcom was being weird or I was having compression low so it's really nice to be able to like relate to someone and someone so close um so yeah and it's cool because like she's on the Omnipod dash which I was never on I was just on the old Omnipod so it's cool like being able to see technology that she's using for her diabetes and how it's different from mine right oh man I got second place yeah see second place by the way I've won all three races so far so um, (laughs) I I will get one in for our listeners at home we're we're pitching a shout out right now Uh, will it continue stay tuned and find out I, I always, at home, I'm rolling my sleeves up right now. So it's getting serious. I love that. You tied your hair up tight. You're rolling your sleeves. I up. did. My blood sugar is 111 right now, but I have the, the gray shield. So that means that it's uh, maybe not as confident that it's that, but I also have mm. insulin on board. I was a little bit low and I ate lunch late. So I imagine I'm going to, I'm probably going to end up about 140 by the time this is all said and done. Speaking of 140, I am 147. Whoa. So well, it's get just, on my level. It's in the universe. I think that <laughs> yes. uh, once I get this, the insulin's on board, the carbs are in me, we're, we're rolling. So uh, will Mario Kart stress you out enough to make your blood sugar go up? Real it question? does a little bit occasionally, but right yeah. now, I feel fine. Yeah. 
that's so, what's important. To talk a little bit about like, you know, parents with diabetes and like caregivers with diabetes. I was, when I started the podcast, I had never met anyone whose parents had diabetes as well. And I found talking with people who had siblings or parents or other people or grandparents, even, um, it's just kind of nice to have somebody that's your family who, you know, cares about you obviously, but also knows what you're going through and can have conversations about like compression lows and things like that with like you and your mom. I think that's adorable. Did you, as a kid, like, what, did she worry about you more? Do you think, or did she, or maybe even the opposite, like worry about you less and like know that you would be okay doing stuff? Yeah. So I actually, um, freakishly know exactly what she would say to that question. Um, when she was diagnosed with diabetes, uh, the doctor told her mom, my grandmother, uh, like, just let her be a kid. Um, like, it's not going to ruin her life. You just have to, like, let her still be a kid. And so she applied that same, like, knowledge to my diagnosis. And she was like, I'm not going to, like, super stress about it. I'm just going to let her be a kid. Um, now, my dad, on the other hand, was the real worry wart, if you will. I don't know if that's just a Pennsylvania term no. but he was the ubiquitous term he was the stressed one um I think and yeah my mom my mom has like a pretty chill outlook on life so I think I think she really was like pretty chill with worrying about me and took her took what the doctor told her mom and applied it to now her being a mom of a type 1 diabetic I think it's pretty cool like to see parents like different responses I find it interesting and like my dad, for example, had a really tough time reconciling the fact that there was nothing that they did wrong for me to get diabetes. Like that really bothered him. There's no blame. Yeah. Like he couldn't accept that it wasn't his fault somehow, uh, which Aww. I find really interesting is like an interesting, like, yeah. I think <laughs> it's almost like toxic masculinity. It's like <laughs> an old, an old view of like the provider, not, you know, some sort of provider complex and uh, yeah, I find that it's like sort of relatable to think of it that way. Yeah, well, I think it can be so easy. It just it's this is maybe a weird way to say this, but it's like comforting to blame something on yeah. something. So when you don't have that, it's like, what is there to comfort you about this? Right. You know, I think um, our greatest fears lie in, in, in anticipation. Sorry, I butchered that. Mm -hmm. But like, um, meaning if we are worried about something happening, that's, you know, where we fear the most, but then also kind of like with COVID, like fighting an invisible enemy is very difficult. Yeah. You know, diabetes is sort of that way in, in a lot of and ways. And I, I feel like you can apply, um, you know, people, a lot of people say like, don't let diabetes hold you back in life. And you can apply that to like COVID safely. Um, should I have said that? <laughs> this, is, this is a perfect let's not address it let's keep moving because okay yeah this is i don't a perfect transition i can't believe this is unplanned uh obviously like be safe um but you like bring an unfiltered comedic very fun <laughs> light uh life with diabetes to instagram and youtube what's something about putting your life with diabetes out there that most people don't realize is a part of it like what's something not necessarily like a bad thing, but what's something that most people would look at you with your like 21,000 followers and be like, wow, her life must be perfect. This is amazing. Uh, what's something that most people don't see about living that kind of life? Um, so 
uh, as much as I like live my life in the fast lane, if you will, and I feel like that was the appropriate thing to say as we're playing Mario Kart. Um, I do like, I think it's important to keep some parts of your life private. So I don't talk, you know, I have a full-time job 40 hours a week that I do not speak of on Instagram because I just, I think it's so important to like almost have boundaries up for stuff like that. So I keep things separate. I don't, you know, people ask me all the time, what do you do? Like, what company do you work for? How do you do your job? And I politely tell them that I'm not going to tell them that like, I'm not like, that's private to me. Um, like I like guarding your energy and like, you know, sort of your life to yourself. Yeah. So I think like, you know, with having your life on YouTube or Instagram that you do, it's like so important to set boundaries, almost like it is with like setting your highs and your low alarm. Like, where's your boundary with that? Light boundaries are important in life is what I'm trying to say. They are. And I think something I see a lot and I've had some conversations with some of our mutual friends about this. Um, I, for example, do not, even when I like post things about diabetes that are maybe, Hey, I had a high blood sugar, or maybe I, you know, over bolus for something or whatever. Uh, I don't get a lot of like unsolicited advice from people. Uh, yeah. and I find that my female counterparts, uh, I'm sorry, I'm trying not to use female to describe women, my women counterparts mm. in diabetes, um, often, oh no, I just ran headfirst into a, <gasps> I'm in first place. Oh no. Um, oh my gosh. I don't know if you can see me, but I just very narrowly missed a Goomba. Um, oh, I shelled the wrong person. I want to shell really you in a tight race right now. This is, this yes. Is, but, um, uh, my women con, uh, co-collaborators, co-conspirators, counterparts in diabetes often get a lot of unsolicited diabetes advice from strangers. Mm -hmm. Is that something you experience? Absolutely. Um, I, especially, um, starting Trulicity people have so many times said like, you're not supposed to take that. Like what? And it's like, well, I'm not, I didn't just one day wake up and decide like, I'm going to take Trulicity today. Like I talked to my doctor, we came up with a plan, uh, so it's like people just think that they know better, which is, I mean, perhaps they do. I don't want to discredit anyone, but it's also like, you don't know my diabetes. You don't know my way of doing things. Like I've had people tell me that the way that I treat my diabetes with humor will have me killed one day because I'm not taking care of my diabetes. Meanwhile, I have a like 6.2 A1C. So that's definitely not going to kill me uh, if anything is, but this is getting very dark. Um, Imagine just telling but, someone that their sense of humor is going to get them killed. Yeah. And I'm like, well, okay. I, and I had this whole snarky thing that I want to come back to them with, but I tried to come out on top and didn't even respond, but it just was like one of those things that's like, what, why are you spending your energy telling me this? Like, don't you have other things to do? Right. I, so. I think it's interesting. And I, I'm trying to raise more, conversations about the inequity that women face when they share intimate details of their life that Mm -hmm. I get to skate on because I'm a man. Yeah. I mean, and I've also had people like looking for my address to send gifts and it's like, again, where's the boundary? Like I thought I said it, but people, the other reason was setting a boundary is like having people respect it. And that's like definitely difficult when you project yourself online. It Did is. we play cl- Cloudtop Cruise already? 
I'm just going to interject really quick. Uh, no, we didn't. We did. But I was going to say someone else who needs respect is Wario. Uh, desperately Ugh. hoping that we get Wario Mount or Mount Wario. I know that's like we got the cloud course. We got my favorite uh, course. So Which the Wario course is your favorite, right? It is. Yeah, it, I have it's to, not the same. Although the, the Yoshi course we just played is is an all time fave. It's a good uh, one. It's from N sixty four. A great, a great, great course. Um, mm. Before we move on from Trulicity, I think that's a question or that's something obviously a lot of people with type two diabetes have questions on, but also people with type one, you know, there's been a lot of studies and a lot of conversations about who it's for, et cetera. Can you just talk a little bit about, you know, the conversations that you and your doctor had about why you started taking it and how you feel about it if you're comfortable? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I started, uh, I've actually have been kind of like scheming to start Trulicity for a while. So I know I knew it wouldn't be like an overnight, like, hey, I want to start Trulicity. Can I do it? And they would be like, for sure. So I met with my PA and I kind of brought it up to her. And maybe I should preface this by saying the whole reason I want to take Trulicity is because, wow, I just got hit with two lightning bolts, um, is that I am so insulin resistant, uh, which is funny in talking about someone who has a relative with type 1 diabetes because my mom is incredibly insulin sensitive. So we are like polar opposites, but I, uh, there's a blue shell coming for you, by the way. Oh, wow. I, um, should know that I'm pretty ins- come for people who are in first. So just, remember. Oh, I'm sorry. I assumed you were in first cause, uh, you're that good at Mario Kart. I wasn't. <laughs> you dodged a bullet. I mean, um, uh, no, it's okay. But so I was really insulin resistant. Like I was taking, uh, including with my basal, like 90 units of insulin a day or my long acting insulin. Um, I was, it just, I was getting frustrated basically as I was like, I'm taking so much insulin. My blood sugars were good, but it's like a normal person shouldn't take that much insulin. Well, and I shouldn't say that because everyone's different, but. For you, that was. Yeah. And I was like. I just am constantly sticking myself because I'm on pens and I was like, this is just annoying. So I had talked to my um, PA because I see a PA and an endo and I said to her like, hey, um, I also have been having trouble like losing weight. Not that that's like my uh, main priority in taking Trulicity, but uh, it just is a factor. Uh, So I was like, I'm having trouble losing weight and I'm taking like a ton of insulin during the day. And she was like, yeah, we can talk about Trulicity, but like you should see a nutritionist first. So I saw a nutritionalist, um, which was fun. It actually ended up being like uh, someone who used to live down the street from me. So it was very nostalgic. Um, Your neighbor nutritionist. Yes, exactly. Uh, So it was actually really fun because it was in the middle of the pandemic and it was on Zoom and I just popped on. And I was like, oh, hey. And she was like, oh my God, hi. So that was very fun. But I saw a nutritionist and that didn't really answer any of my questions or problems. So I then saw my endo and I was like, I already kind of started the conversation with my, with the PA about Trulicity. Like, what are your thoughts on it? And he was like, you know, I have other patients who are on it. And I think, like, I think we should, you should try it and see what happens. And I've gotten incredibly great results thus far. Um, though I do have like a weird reaction to it, which such is life. Um, so I might change the medicine, but I think I'm still going to end up taking, I think that it's a G 
Do you know what the word is? A GLP one or two? GLT two inhibitor. Yeah. Right? There's some, yeah. So I think I'm gonna end up taking another one, but still staying on one of those. Um so all that to say it is typically a type two drug, but I know uh endos prescribe it to their type one patients. Yeah, that is a great explanation of it. I think even though we yeah. don't it's SLG2, I think that's what it is. H SLG2 yeah. inhibitor. Um, and there's other brand names like you, like you mentioned. Uh, yeah. Okay. You're called oh, baby park. We're in baby Sorry. park, which I picked, but I don't know if that was a good idea. Or not. Um, this is the, this is the seventh, it's the seventh race and there's seven laps in this. So it really lines up nice. That's nice. I love that synchronicity. Um, mm. I also just to keep our viewers informed, I have won every race. So I'm pitching a show <laughs> yeah. in seven races. So, uh, I, think I typically lose this course. Then. So. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is the really short laps one. Okay. I like this one. Um, oh, I'm in first place. Let the people know. I, oh, I'm in second. Okay. okay. I was in first place for 2.5 seconds. The shell. Uh, we're, this one is chaotic because it's. <gasps> Did you just hit me with a shell? I just hit you. I'm sorry. sorry. Rob. Um, oh my gosh. I got hit by another one. One thing everyone should know is like, I will betray my closest friends in cart. He will. <laughs> he will come for you. Uh, why am I? <laughs> There are people in front of me, it seems, but I'm like still in there. There's a it's lot because of they're still on a lap on on the lap that you, I've lapped it. Basically. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. Thank you. Um, now I've got now I've got that down. Um, so you are calling me right now on an iPad. Uh, what some people mm. might call an IPP, an iPad Pro. Um, <laughs> Talk to me about iPads. Uh, you and I both uh, attend the church of iPad. We're believers in the yes. iPad. Uh, washed in the salvation of the iPad. <laughs> uh, why is that such a weird thing that we like? Well, the IPP, I feel horribly weird saying that out well, loud. You know me. Better in text. <laughs> better, better, um, much better in text. Yeah, no. Uh, it's just a great piece of technology. Like you got the pencil, you got the floating keyboard. Um, I lost this race. You got first place as you do. Um, it's just like, it's so great. Typically what I do, you know, with Mario Kart is I set up the iPad pro group FaceTime, a couple people, and we all play Mario Kart together. And it's just, it's so great in COVID because you feel closest to the people that you're farthest from wow can we pitch that to apple are you closest to the people you're <laughs> farthest from so i will also say um i think i stunned myself i was i was uh i had nothing to say my based brain on what i said from that that was incredible um they bring computed and then it was done so oh. early in early in covid uh obviously very stressful times tough business times uh, you know, people getting sick and dying at rapid rates, really, you know, obviously high stress. I found myself super overwhelmed. So one Sunday I put away my computer and my phone and decided to operate completely independently on the IPP. Um, and I had the best day. <laughs> I was just like, and did you have like floating keyboard and pencil, like ready to go? I, I had the pencil. I didn't have the floating keyboard at the time, oh. but if I had, um, cause this was like in March, like right before it came out, I think, 
Uh, oh yeah. Edit, it probably would have been even better, but I just remember it felt like a vacation. I was like watching yeah. shows, returning important texts, uh, you know, yep. checking the tweets. You can just do so much. You can have like multiple apps open at one time. Now I do think it's important to say that the 12.9 inch is superior. Correct. Yeah. Like Which you we- need as much screen as you can get. And it's basically just like a big piece of glass that sits in your lap and has an amazing crystal clear picture. I don't know. I'm a fan. Clearly I'm biased. But I, I love my- no, it's great. I love it for like, like flying. Uh, Cause when I typically am traveling for work and it's so great. Cause like when you're at the airport and you have to like answer an email or do something quick, you don't want to like lug your whole laptop out, but if you can just pull the IPP out real quick, set her up and answer your important email or do whatever you got to do. It's great. And then when you're on the plane and you have that 12.9 screen and you can just, it feels like you're at home watching TV. It's really great. So nice. Oh, Um, I was in first place for so long. I ran into you. Oh, you ran into my shell. So I did want to let listeners know that Sarah was like really getting after it. And a lot of and I was I was about to say something about it too, and then boom, you like came up from behind me and took me out literally. Far. Um, so I know you travel a lot for work. I also used to travel. This is the longest I haven't been on a flight in it's weird, right? Uh it's very strange. Um, I think I had traveled 24 consecutive months um before we all went on lockdown. Um, and I have not flown since in, you know, even though I've thought of you know, I'm in a weird position where it's like, I want to go somewhere and be safe, but also like, I just believe that it's, I don't know, it's just, there's so much, it's so complex and I, I don't want other people to be in danger or to like, you know, have to quarantine, yeah. you know, it's just I so don't many know. unknowns. And I, above all, like, no, in some of our close friends have had COVID. I don't want that. It's like, it sounds, it sounds, mm-hmm. I don't want to risk it. And so Anyway, I haven't been on a plane in a while. And uh, yeah, I loved traveling with my IPP, with my with the iPad. It was just- the- It really makes like your whole traveling experience different in a good way. Oh man. Oh, oh. Uh, I was just about to have the best drift of my life and then I ran into baby Luigi. Man, the baby characters. Who is, he is a terror. They are. They okay, are. I got second place. I'm, I'm moving up. Oh, this is the last race. I think that was the last one. I did want to say who I was and I did cut <laughs> out that I did win first every single time. So, uh, you know, there's my gold trophy. Um, and do do your videos have like, or your podcasts have thumbnails? Because you could take a picture of you with the crown on and make it the thumbnail if you have them. If not, people will just have to imagine a gold crown on your head. Well, I did just take a little capture. I don't really know how the switch like camera thing works, but I am gonna, yeah, there I am. Capture taken. Can I can I ask how like are you which switch mode are you in? Or do you have it propped up on a table? Is it docked so, yeah. and on your TV, handheld mode? So I'm in my office right now, uh, which if you're watching on video, you can see. Um so I'm uh, Erica got me these nifty controllers last holiday. <laughs> Um, so I have it propped up on my desk next to my computer and I'm using one of the controllers so I can shake, get my boosts and stuff. Oh yeah. I don't steer. Um, I'm not quite, can't. but that, that is the next phase. I think uh, we take a step forward. As I say, uh, I think Rob and I have learned from a master Mario Carter that steering makes you go faster, but therefore is more difficult to stay on track. 
it takes a little bit more commitment than I've committed to, you know, you can't cheat the game above all. You got to respect the game. And I think that's where Mario Kart and diabetes are very similar. You got to respect, give respect where it's due both ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now that our game is over, I do want to ask you like a kind of a closing question. Like what are you most looking sure. forward to in a post COVID world? Like once we're, once like the, the gates have been lifted, it's safe to go out and it's like universally scientifically accepted that we're good to do whatever. What are you going to do? What's first on your list? Well, I have a cheesy answer and it's not necessarily something that I'm going to do, but it is something I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to seeing people smile again because you can't see it right now behind the mask. You can try and smize, but if you've tried that, you might know that it is extremely difficult to smize with like smile with your eyes. Some people possible. I just like over-exaggerate my eyebrows. I'm like, yeah. Like, hey, I'm looking at you. No. I'm like, am I like a head nodder now? Like, hey. Like, but you can't just like, you can't see people smile at you. And then it's like, oh, crap, is that person mad at me? Like, did I, I was, I did recently have a thing where I like did need to know someone's reaction because uh, maybe I hit their car with my car door while they were walking up to their car. Uh, and I couldn't tell if they were mad because they had the mask on and they said something and I couldn't, I just, I couldn't read their face. So I'm looking forward to a maskless time. Yeah. It's going to be, I, I also am looking forward to, I like, I see like I step outside and I like breathe in deeply the breath of fresh air and we all just yeah. forward. Fresh air, no flies. Yeah. Hopefully uh, it all comes together for you. For those of you who are following my fly saga, right now it's too cold um, for flies. Uh, we're dancing on Mario Kart, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ca- take a picture of that as well, because um, <laughs> I think it's indicative of who we really are. Um, yes. But yes. my fly saga is currently on pause because it's very cold here in Dallas. By very cold in Texas, we mean 40 degrees. So I have though, because of gifts that people have given me, my mom got me a very cool electric fly swatter, and my best friend Jacob got me a gun that shoots salt at flies. So I don't know, prepare for some really like next level fly content. Once, once it warms back up, I'm ready. I'm ready. And I'm looking forward to it. Great. Well, Sarah, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the pod today and for doing the first in the inaugural Mario Kart podcast. People are going to be emailing me like, Oh, uh, can I do a Mario Kart podcast? Uh, and I'm like, well, you know, you got to pass the test first uh, and hop up in the ring and, and see, uh, see if you have the chops, but see what you got. It's been an honor. I know um, we've talked about me coming on the podcast before and it was well worth the wait to do it via Mario Kart. Agreed. I think it would have been good. It would have been good regardless, but this but it's better really now. adds a different layer of like fun. And, uh, you know, also maybe we'll get exposed to some more diabetes gamers and that will be just adding richness to, to our lives in a way we never could have. Yes. Been. Also your yes. adoption papers are on the way. So if you ever want to just be part of Erica and I's family, that's, uh, I look forward to it. I, um, will definitely take you up on that offer of being a part of your family. I will leave my current family and say, I'm sorry, I've received a better offer. Gotta go. <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah, I've, I've gotten a better offer. No need <laughs> to match. No need to match. We can just yeah. we can do that. Don't ask questions. Just let me go. Well, if you aren't already following Sarah Diabetic Cactus, she's the Diabetic Cactus on Instagram and on YouTube. So 
be sure to give her a follow and smash that subscribe button if you haven't already. And Sarah, thanks so much for all you do for making diabetes fun and humorous for all of us listeners and for being above all a good friend. You're welcome. I don't know if I should thumbs up. I don't know what to say. I was like, I don't know if people can see me. I'm happy at this. Sign-offs are weird. You're welcome. Yeah. student things. Amazing stories from all over the world.